beautiful humans, welcome to another episode of Role Models, Juicy Conversations with Beautiful Humans. I'm Jennifer Norman, founder of the Human Beauty Movement and your host. This podcast thrives on your support, so if you like what you hear, follow us, rate us, review us, and share this episode with everyone you know across your networks. So today, we are going to talk about being an empath. My guest today is Stephanie Jameson. Stephanie is an intuitive coach and author who helps empaths heal from inner child wounding, karmic patterns, and conditioned beliefs that can hold them back. Her books, The Happy Empaths Workbook and The Happy Empaths Little Book of Affirmations are published by Simon & Schuster and are available now. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Now, first, I would love for you to describe to our audience what it means to be an empath. Oh boy, there's so much around that. There's so much energy around that. Basically, empaths are just people who are more sensitive to energy and they tend to take on energy of those around them. They have their own intuitive knowing and then they tend to take on the energy of the collective. And then sometimes because they're so sensitive and maybe suffer from not knowing how to ground themselves energetically, they experience burnout. And so typically an empath is somebody who we're talking about people pleasers, we're talking about battling some codependency tendencies. I always like to describe them as they're the ones who like to keep everyone happy. (laughs) They like to keep everyone happy. They're the ones who people come to for advice. They're the natural healers on this planet. And so everyone who feels this way, they tend to be the ones who help other people all the time. They're just the natural healers on the planet. So highly empathic and empath, pretty much the same. It's just that empaths tend to take on and process other people's emotions Mm -hmm. and situations as if it's their own. Mm -hmm. And so there's this fine line there where they have to learn how to tune into their own energy and they have to learn how to tune into their own vibration and start learning how to decipher what's mine and what's someone else's. Empaths are incredibly intuitive. So they're constantly picking up on everything else. They need to know how to tune into their own energy. Mm. Now, when we hear somebody say, I'm an empathetic person, or I'm a highly empathetic person, or I'm sensitive, or, you know, I just feel energy. Sometimes people will say that and other people will interpret that as you're emotional, or Mm -hmm. yet, you know, you're highly sensitive or oversensitive. Would that be accurate or inaccurate or yes and no? I feel like it depends on the situation, of course, you know, everybody has their wounding. But one of the things that I'm sure you're noticing on this planet is that there's a lot of sensitive souls who are showing up. And that's because highly empathic or empath people, empaths, they're coming here and they've incarnated here to help the planet wake up. And so I feel like when people are either a triggered by the term empath or they need an empath and the empath is just different, it's because that person is supposed to be different. They're teaching people how to get in tune with their heart versus living in robot mode all the time, Mm -hmm. right? So if somebody's super emotional or somebody's, oh, well, they're just emotional, that's probably somebody who hasn't learned how to anchor in their gifts yet or hasn't learned that they're highly empathic. So they may just be ungrounded because everybody has a bio field and science, they call it biofield and metaphysics, we call it an aura, right? So if the highly empathic person is a people pleaser, have poor boundaries, lack of self-love, don't know how sensitive they truly are, was raised with conditioned beliefs, their aura, their biofield is going to be energetically out of whack. So maybe that's why they're super emotional. And if they just learned how to ground their energy and come into a place of understanding that this is something that they are and that their, their deep sense of feeling is actually a beautiful gift. 
Mm. They just have to learn how to ground their energy. Maybe they wouldn't be so sensitive or overly emotional. Mm. You know? So there really is a difference between an empowered empath and a disempowered empath, just like everyday people. Right. And so obviously, I think that any particular human who would say, well, I have a heart and I care, some people might consider themselves empaths, but not necessarily be like as far on the empathetic scale or on the empath scale as what you might be used to. Like, is there a dividing line? Is there? Yes. I definitely feel like, especially with working, I've worked with thousands of people now over the last five years, and I definitely feel like everybody has empathy. You know, I really do. And I just don't necessarily, there's different types of empaths. There's intuitive empaths, there's physical empaths, there's intuitive dreamers. There's so many different types of empathic people. And I feel like each one of us has their own gifts. You know, I'm an intuitive empath. I started out as an intuitive dreamer. I used to have really crazy dreams growing up and all that stuff. And that kind of led me into my mediumship ability. But for me, it was more clairvoyance, tapping into my claircognizance, my clairaudience. And then, you know, sensitives are very clairsentient. It's called clear feeling. They just feel, you know, and they may not necessarily be knowing if it's theirs or if it's not theirs. They're just, they're just feeling. So I feel like sometimes when people say, oh, well, they're just overly sensitive or they're just over. No, they're feeling what a lot of people just are refusing to feel or refusing to look at. You know, as I was mentioning earlier, we live in a very patriarchal society that's driven by the head and not by the heart and highly empathic people. They may not necessarily have anyone else around them who knows how to live from the heart the way that they do. So they may not feel so secure and balanced in themselves. Yeah. And a lot of times it depends on the others that you are around and what their sensitivity or lack of sensitivity, shall I say, may be. And so you may be feeling out of place. You may be like, oh my gosh, yeah, they are labeling me overly emotional or overly sensitive, but really is there any such thing? And isn't that just a judgment on somebody to say you're too this, you're too that? Perhaps you're just perfect the way that you are and you are the way that you are for reason. And perhaps it's just the environment or the people that might not necessarily understand you as well as they could if they were as empathetic as you were to understand them. Right. And I do feel like I meet a lot of empaths who are, you know, they wear their heart on their sleeves. They really do because that's all that they've ever known. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times, you know, like I said earlier, the person who makes you feel, whoever's listening to this, whoever is the person who truly makes you feel and gets you back into your heart, odds are they're highly empathic or they are an empath. They're an H. HSP. They're a highly sensitive person. They're just different. And that's how empaths are. And with the mass awakening that's happening on this planet right now, heck yeah, you're seeing this rise of highly empathic people because they're learning how to own their power. And then they're teaching other people how to do the same. Now, earlier, just a moment ago, you were talking about how empaths could be challenged in that because they're taking on all of these others' feelings, they may get burnt out. And so I can recall a couple of years ago, I went to a conference where the woman on the stage was literally pointing to individuals in the audience and saying, you're an empath, you're an empath, I can tell that you're an empath. And the reason why she felt that she could tell that they were empaths was because they had drooping shoulders, they had bags under their eyes. They looked like they hadn't slept in a week. They were scraggly. Their hair was scraggly. They just looked Mm -hmm. exhausted. And so to a certain degree, perhaps she might have been right, but would you agree or disagree that there is a physical trait that would associate all empaths? 
So I would totally disagree that there's a physical trait, <laughs> but I will say this, there is a difference between an empowered empath and a disempowered empath. There really is. And so a disempowered empath, maybe she was picking some people out of the audience that again, were people pleasers, had no boundaries, put everyone else's stuff before theirs, you know, just wanted to keep the peace in the family or over giving in some kind of a way. So naturally when we, again, we come back to this biofield health, when we're giving away our energy like that, what are we going to do? We're going to start to slump and it's going to start to show she could have been picking out disempowered empaths, but empowered empaths are going to be people who are out there owning their truth, knowing who they are, teaching people how to choose love over fear, teaching people that your sensitivity is actually quite a superpower. And they're going to be encouraging you to make sure that you're putting your needs first. You know, as somebody who discovered, you know, later on in life, how sensitive she was, I have a daily regimen that I absolutely no doubt have to do every day. I have supplements I take, I meditate, I ground, I earth, you know, I only take on a certain amount of clients. I do group coaching. And it's like, once my energy levels are met, my energy levels are met. And I know what that is. And so I would encourage anybody who feels this way, like I am just utterly exhausted. Look at yourself and ask yourself, why, where are you not loving yourself? Where are you giving your energy away? And how can you take that back? Because it will continue to affect you until you find your balance. Right. Cause I would think that it would be the natural proclivity for an empath to continue giving, 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 it might be very jarring for them to feel like, oh my gosh, it's against my nature to actually care for myself first. It's against my nature to have boundaries because I'm so used to pleasing others. It's just the way that I am, quote unquote. Yes. Yeah. That comes from conditioning. That comes from a society. You know, we've, we've all been brought up with this. You don't give to yourself. You give to others first, which to a degree is, I feel toxic. Okay. Cause how could you ever be the best version of yourself? And so you've been conditioned to look outside of yourself for the answers all the time. So it is kind of odd for us in the beginning to be like, oh, well, wait, self-care isn't selfish. <laughs> right. And so there is a little bit of unlearning and, and relearning that happens. I promise you, if you don't learn that and you are a highly sensitive person, the universe will come in and divine intervention will occur. You will get sick. You will have something happen to where the universe encourages you to slow down mm-hmm. and really look after yourself. And that's kind of what happened to me. I got sick. And that's when I went through my massive awakening and realized, oh, here I go. I've been living from my head and not my heart. Wow. I need a real shift here. Yeah. Yeah. Now from what you were saying, and I do understand the nature of being an intuitive empath, that there are people that just literally can tell what is going on inside somebody else's mind or be able to relate to somebody in that way. I do have friends or acquaintances that I know who are physical empaths as well, and they will take on the pains or those feelings in the body. They will literally somatically feel the same pains in the body. Somebody else is feeling who might be unwell. And they might be able to provide some healing in that way because of their ability to relate in that fashion. Aside from that, what really is the benefit of the label empath? Because I think that these days, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. The mental anxiety, the fit, like everything that's happening, they hear the news, they see what's going on in the world and they feel the burnout. They feel the stress, they feel run down and they might consider themselves empaths because of all these emotions and this stress and strain and burnout that they're feeling because of what's going on in the world. So what would be the delineation and the benefit of being able to identify, yes, I am an empath or I'm just a human that's going through a really rough time right now. Truly that right there. And that's what I feel like empaths are here to teach people is that we all are energy. 
Mm-hmm. And if you didn't have an impact in your life, maybe you wouldn't be able to slow down, or maybe you wouldn't have the conscious realization that you are energy and you have a biofield that needs to be maintained and your feelings do matter and all of that. So again, I truly feel like all of us has the empath in me honors the empath in you, right? Just because I have different empathic gifts doesn't mean that any of your empathic gifts are any less than. So I don't really necessarily feel like there's a benefit at all. If anything, there's a real stigma around the word empath. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. And it helps because I think that sometimes I think it's good for people to recognize their emotions and their feelings. And you're able as a coach to be able to dissect that and to be able to say, okay, this is where, you know, you're giving yourself to depletion. Here yeah. is where, you know, your unwillingness to say no and to, you know, continue working yourself to the bone is really not serving you in your health or your wellness or your ability to thrive unto yourself things like that. And so you can help anybody, whether you consider yourself an empath or not, to be able to identify where those limits are so that you can maintain your sovereignty and your health and your wellness and your well-being. And there's a real rise on this planet. I'm sure you see it every day in your interviews. The divine feminine energy is rising and the divine feminine is the heart. Mm -hmm. And we have lived in, like I was saying, a very patriarchal society. And so as this divine feminine challenges the divine masculine, the head versus the heart, Mm -hmm. people are going to be challenged to slow down and honor what it is that they're feeling versus living in robot mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when we think about the structure and the organization and those aspects of power and control, which tend to be more masculine traits, I won't say divine masculine traits, but they tend to be the more masculine. And then the feminine, again, not necessarily considered divine feminine, but a feminine trait, a portion of that is chaos. You know, it's like there's the organization and then there's chaos and and chaos is certainly the feminine aspect of it. And so with that chaos is this feeling of disorganization or confusion or, you know, tumble up, but that's part of creation. It's part of that conflict and that's almost the big bang, if you will, that's going to catalyze into something beautiful. And and you really can't have one without the other. It's like the masculine is the desert. The feminine is the ocean, the water. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is that balance because we had swung so much into that patriarchal society that we know of. It's like, okay, now we're doing a correction. Now we're rebalancing. Now people are remembering their nature and their grounding and awakening to, you know, this more soulful kind of existence versus what we were before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to hear about your books because you have one in particular, which is the Happy Empaths, more of a workbook, right? Can you tell us what that's about? Yeah, so that one's kind of a fun one. That one I had kind of just come to me a few years ago. I had somebody approach me and say, will you write this? And it's just a practical little workbook for people who are sensitive to understand what their gifts are, where they may be struggling. We talk about everything from the type of empath you are, codependency, healing codependency, relationship issues, uh, tapping into your natural intuitive abilities. It's everything that somebody who would consider themselves sensitive to sit down in a workbook and go, oh, wow, it's me. Oh, wow, that's me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. I'm seeing this. And it goes, we really dive deep into what could be going on and why maybe you have either dismissed your intuitive abilities or your empathic abilities or why they've been suppressed. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, fantastic. And then you also have another book, which is almost like an oracle workbook, is it? Or an affirmation book? What is that? So it's called the Happy Empath Little Book of Affirmations. And it's just a little tiny book that you carry around with you for your mindset. So one of the things that empath sensitives tend to struggle with is that the negative thinking, because they do tend to take on a lot and they do feel overwhelmed, especially if they're disempowered, fatigue, all that stuff. So they tend to, as they're being guided to make change, what do we all naturally do? Oh, that probably work out. Oh, that this, or they go to the negatives, right? So that particular book is just designed to where you open it up and there's a mantra for you and a little something that kind of plays a role in the synchronicity of your awakening path. So instead of thinking that one thought, now you can focus on this particular mantra. And just like an Oracle deck, the messages are so on point with what you need to hear at that time. And both of these books came from journaling when I started my own awakening process. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Well, that's wonderful. I'm so glad that those resources are available to anybody that they might be able to, you know, determine and almost like self-diagnose, um, you know, what's going on with them. But I do encourage everybody who's listening to take a look at Stephanie's website. Stephanie's website is called divinesouljourney.net. Take a look there. She offers coaching. She offers private sessions. She does retreats. There are many different things that you can tap into, whatever serves your needs it would be really wonderful for you to honor yourself and you know book a session stephanie thank you so much for your time today it was wonderful to have you on the role model show thank you so much i appreciate you